once again through the miracle of technology, I'm speaking to you without a mask at this moment because uh, we're recording this sermon separate uh, from the music uh, music and worship portion of our service. Uh, Jamie and Jason are up in the balcony. Uh, I think they may heckle me and throw things at me uh, throughout the sermon if they aren't pleased with where the direction is going. And they've already threatened to walk out if it goes too long. So you, I guess you, you can't walk out at home because you're at home. So it is, uh, it is good to be studying the Word of God with you again today. Um, today for our message, our text is going to come from the book of Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be reading today verses um, 1 through 3 of Hebrews 11, but we're going to explore more of this text throughout this message. But our main point of emphasis is going to be Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, where the Word tells us this. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received their approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were, pre- were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from that which it was from things which are not visible. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Growing up, there were, weren't too many uh, cool places to go and visit around the Bogachita area. I remember one year, uh, I think I was in third grade, we took a school field trip. We walked down from the school, past the old post office that kept on going, past the past Frogs gas station, got to the railroad tracks. We walked down the railroad tracks and looked at the shiny rocks there, picked up the big shiny rock, looked at it, talked about what kind of rock it was. We walked back to school. Then we stopped by Johnny Roberts store and got a Coke and then went back to class. That was about as exciting as things got there growing up. One of the cool places to go, though, at least for where I grew up, was to go down south of Macomb to Percy Quinn State Park. Percy Quinn, you know, if you grew up across Mississippi, you know we have our collection of state parks all over, Roosevelt, uh, Tishomingo, uh, all over the state, our state parks. But Percy Quinn was the one that was closest to where I grew up. And it was really cool if you went to Percy Quinn and you were really good, you might be able to talk your parents into stopping by Mr. Whiskers and get some catfish on the way home. But Percy Quinn was really cool because when I was a kid, they had had some monkey bars that, in my estimation, were roughly 150 to 250 feet tall. That's how big they looked to me when I was a kid. They were so big. And they were the kids that they don't understand the joy of this. They were all metallic. So if you're able to climb up to the very top of it, and it was hot on the way up, but once you got to the very top of those monkey bars, it was like 1,000 degrees, and you were going to burn your hands to hold on to it. So you had the, the joy of heights along with your flesh burning. I mean, who doesn't enjoy that as a kid? So we had that at Percy Quinn. You had the, you had the lake, Percy Quinn, which is cool to look at. They had a caboose, which you could go and play in, which was fun. Nowadays, they actually have a really nice golf course. If you like to golf and you're in that part of the world, the golf course there at Percy Quinn is actually really nice. So there are all these cool things there at Percy Quinn. But for me, not the coolest part, but the scariest part was their nature walk. Because of the nature walk, you'd walk kind of along the lake a little bit. Uh, To me, in my mind, it was like a big swamp. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what my mind remembers. And you had this bridge there as you are going on the nature walk. And this bridge in my mind, and I, I went on social media this week and asked if I was remembering this right, and my friend said that I was. It was, it was a, a, a bridge in this nature walk that had styrofoam blocks 
that you walked across. And I was terrified of this thing when I was little. I hated that bridge. Because the thing with it was, is I, I've always had big old feet. So I'd start walking the styrofoam bridge, and I'd take a step, and it would go down. And so, like, you feel like you're going to fall off. And then you step on the other foot, and then you get, get yourself level. And I don't have any balance either. I'm uncoordinated. So I'm sitting there with my big old feet hang, hanging off the blocks, about to fall off, holding on the ropes. And there's an alligator out there somewhere. I don't know where, but there's an alligator in, the, in that water. And he's going to eat you if you get too close to him. So there I am, my big old feet hanging off the side of the styrofoam bridge, struggling to keep my balance. If my mind is correct, you had some rope there holding on to. So sometimes I'd walk with my friends and they'd be ahead of me and they'd start shaking the ropes. So there I am. I can't, my feet are falling off and they're too big. I'm, fall, I'm, I'm, I'm sideways, tumping over. I can't hold on the ropes because my friends are shaking it. And all I wanted to do was get to the other side. I was like that chicken crossing the road. I just wanted to get to the other side of this bridge and make it out in safety. But what was so scary to me in that moment as I was crossing that bridge was I felt like I could not trust my feet underneath me. And that's a scary place to be, to not trust the, your feet underneath you, to not trust the ground underneath you. I've watched with my kids a lot recently through the pandemic, one of the greatest movies ever, Princess Bride. If you remember Princess Bride, they walk through the fire swamps and they fall into the, the pit where the quicksand is. And I heard a joke one time, said when I was a little boy, I thought quicksand would be a lot, lot bigger problem in adult life than it's turned out to be. Sometimes you feel like you're walking on unsteady ground. Sometimes you feel like you're walking on quicksand, don't you? At least it may feel that way right now, doesn't it? It may feel like right now, like we're walking in quicksand. It may feel like we're walking on that styrofoam bridge there at Percy Quinn and not really sure what way to go. Not really sure if the ground under our feet is solid enough to trust. It's odd season, isn't it? This is the time of year when school is supposed to start back. Some schools are starting back this week. Others are looking to start back in September. Some have already announced that they're going to be online, virtual, on class, virtual classrooms. This entire semester. Doesn't really seem right, does it? This is the time of year in the life of the church that's normally the busiest. Everybody's gotten their summer vacations out of their system. School's starting back. And everybody kind of falls back into the routine of church life. We're usually getting ready to start back Wednesday Night Live. We would have been having our blessing of the teachers and students. We would be promoting kids to different Sunday school classes. We would have been giving third grade Bibles. By the way, we're actually going to be doing some of this in the coming days. 
Kate's got some ideas about Bibles and teachers in the coming days. So we're going to be doing a lot of these things. We're going to be doing some stuff on Wednesday nights soon. So we're going to be having some of our regular activities, but in a little bit different form. We are. We're going to be having some of our regular activities, but in a little bit different form. It just feels different, doesn't it? just feels hard to trust the ground under our feet right now. So as I thought about, as I thought about what it was like, what it would be like in this season, we can't trust the ground under our feet. I began to think about different passages of Scripture, our different parts of our faith that we could look to. And one of the places that I, 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 I turned to when I was reading and thinking, praying, and when me and Aaron were talking about what we're going to be talking about in traditional and intersection worship these coming days, we, we, were drawn, we were drawn to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is one of the great chapters in all the Bible. Hebrews 11 is sometimes called the Hall of Faith. It is this beautiful chapter that lays out for us the stories of so many of the Old Testament saints and all that they went through. And that's why I think in times like this, when it's, when it's a challenge, when it's a true challenge to know which way to go and to know if we can trust our feet or not, there's something so important about realizing that we're not the first Christians to walk this path, are we? We're not the first believers in God to deal with what we're dealing with. The book of Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. So we're not the first people ever to deal with what we're dealing with. It may feel like it. It might be the first time we're dealing with it. But we're not the first people in human history to not feel like we can trust our feet. We're not the first people in human history to deal with plans being changed. We're not the first people in human history to deal with uncertainty. We're not the first people in human history to, to see the struggle on our children's faces with these uncertainty. We're not, we're not the first people ever to go through this, y'all. It, it may be the first time in our life we're going through it. But we're not the first folks ever to go through this. There's nothing new under the sun. So in times like this, for me, I think it's so important to go back to Scripture, to go back to the Bible, and see what we can learn from those who have gone before. And by the way, not just go back to Scripture, but go back to the stories of Wesley and Calvin and Luther and Augustine. Go back to the stories of our parents and our grandparents. Go back to the lessons that we've been taught. It's important for us to remember where we've been and what we've gone through. That's why I think, that's why I think Rome, uh, Hebrews 11 is so important for us to think about today. It says here that faith, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The rest of this chapter goes out and lays out story after story of saints. But as I read this, I was, I was drawn 
to the word conviction. Because when you look in the Hebrew, in, Hebrew in, in the Greek of this passage, even the word faith here in verse 1 has to it um, an allusion to a, a, a conviction or a, an assurance. And so this faith is about a conviction or an assurance. It is a conviction of a conviction, the conviction of things not seen. And so when we read these stories throughout this, you're going to see men and women of great conviction the next few weeks. You're going to see Abraham's conviction. You're going to see, you're going to see Rahab's conviction. You're going to see the conviction of the judges. You're going to see the conviction of the prophets. You're going to see men and women that are convicted of God's greatness and of God's promise. And they lived this out. And so there's something that I think is interesting when I read through this. For some people we're going to read about in the coming weeks like Abraham. They had a powerful experience with God. And that powerful experience with God shaped the rest of their life. Abraham heard God's voice and said, leave behind your kindred and your family and go to the land that I will show you. And Abraham spent the rest of his life following God after that moment, after that moment of conviction. God spoke to him. Abraham was changed. Abraham walked. So he experienced God. And then that experience motivated him the rest of his life. And of course, throughout the rest of his life, he had these almost these booster shots of an experience with God where God appeared to him so many times in so many places. But they always confirmed that original experience and original call that God gave upon his life. So some people have that experience with God and that experience changes the rest of their life. Some of us get saved and we're never the same after. We can pinpoint that moment. We're never the same. But some folks in this text, their life is a story of, of stops and starts. Where they get it right and then they mess up. And Abraham's kind of like that too. But I think of Jacob. Jacob had some awesome moments with God. But they didn't seem to change him. <laughs> if you look at Abraham... Abraham was changed by his experience with God. Jacob had experiences with God, and he still did a lot of dumb things. Like, dumber than even his daddy, or granddaddy, I think. So some people have that experience of faith, and their life is never the same after. And it's always onward and upward. Others go through life. And they'll have an experience with no backslide. They'll have an experience and they'll get it wrong. They'll have an experience and they'll stop. Until one day, they had the final experience. And everything changes from then on out. For some people, the faithfulness comes after the experience. The faith comes after the experience. For others, I think the experience... I think the faith produces that divine experience. And I've always kind of been the latter of the two. I've always identified with Jacob. My wife, 
I think she's an Abraham. I think my wife, Holly, has that amazing gift of faith that is unmovable and unshakable. And there's a lot of times in my life I'm very envious of her faith because it's so pure and so sweet and so honest. Some of you today have that gift, that gift of Abraham, that gift of a divine experience that then leads to a life of faithfulness. I'm more of Jacob. I struggle sometimes. That's why I love the Old Testament lesson we read this morning. The story of Jacob wrestling with God. That's, that, that's one of my favorite stories in all the Bible. In fact, my favorite song by Charles Wesley is a, is a retelling of that, um, of that story. It's, it's, it's in our hymnal. It's hard to sing. I don't know if we've ever, we've ever sung it. Hymn 386, O come all thou thou traveler unknown. It's a story of Jacob wrestling with God. Sometimes, sometimes faith feels like that, doesn't it? Sometimes faith feels like we're wrestling with God, especially right now, doesn't it? We may be angry or mad. We're frustrated and we're lashing out at God and we're mad at God and we're angry at what's happening. We don't understand. We don't like it. And it's so hard. It's so hard not to trust the feet or the ground underneath us. We lash out at God. We lash out at others. And we're so frustrated that we can't even stand it. So mad we want to spit, as I've heard it said. And so we lash out at God in our anger and in our hurt and in our confusion and in our frustration. We're like Jacob, pummeling away at God. But just like in that text, God has a hold of us as well. And he will not leave us. And just like in the text that we read earlier, the Lord touched his hip bone and he, his hip socket and he walked with a limp the rest of his life. Sometimes this wrestling with God, it might give us a limp. Sometimes my faith feels limpy. Sometimes my faith feels unsettled and unsure. Sometimes my, my faith feels so weak. I'm like, where are you, God. In the midst of all this, where are you? But if we could pull the camera back a little bit and look at what's happening, we'll see God right there holding on to us the entire time. I had a friend of mine whose child suffered with a pretty severe ADD. And this child couldn't struggle to go to sleep at night. So my friend told me that some nights when he was so wound up, they'd have to take their child and just kind of hold them, not restrain them, but just kind of hold them in their arms. And they would move and squirm and kick and move and squirm and quick kick and just be, just be a mess doing all this. And my friend said, 
that they would just continue, not restraining, but just embracing them, holding on to them. And that eventually the, 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 the kicking and the fussing and the pushing and the pulling would wear off. And they would fall asleep in the arms of their father. Sometimes I'm that kid. And I'm mad and I'm frustrated and I'm lashing out and I'm doing all this, just working my little heart into a lather. But the entire time, my Savior's holding on to me, not letting go of me, embracing me in his love, whispering his love to me even now. When I'm afraid to trust the ground beneath my feet. And when I'm scared and tired and worn out. He's there. Right now we don't feel like we can trust that ground, do we? When you can't trust the ground beneath your feet. Trust the one who walks with you in that ground. My fa- one of my favorite passages in all the Bibles, the longest psalm in all the Bible, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, I think it's 104, has this simple statement. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And that's a passage that sounds good to us. Amy Grant sang a song about it, actually, back in the olden days. But if you think about it, lamps and light don't always provide, enough, don't always provide a lot of light, do they? It didn't say, thy word is a spotlight showing me everything ahead of me. Says thy word is a lamp. It's a light. Lamps and light don't always show you enough light for 10 steps from now. They show you enough light for the next step. And the next step. And the next step. And the next step. If God showed us where he wanted us to be 10 steps from now, we might not go. We might chicken out. We might be afraid. It might be too much for us. We may say, God, I can't do that. So God doesn't always show us 10 steps from now. But he will show us the light for the next step, and the next step, and the next step. Today, if the ground under your feet feels unsteady and you don't know what to do, take that next step of faith 
And God will meet you there. And God will lead you there. Trust in him in your next step. And you'll find that he is all the footing that you need in a shaky time. Let's pray.